Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of the Video Games Now podcast. It's Rodney, joined by literally nobody. Uh, Cole was supposed to be here, but I texted him, are you up and ready, 10 minutes ago, and he hasn't responded to me. And I uh, called him twice, he hasn't responded to me. Texted his wife, she hasn't responded to me. So here we go. Uh, solo podcast with Rodney, and uh, we're going to be talking about uh, Doom Eternal. I've been playing that uh, quite a bit, actually, uh, along with Warzone. I've just been playing a shit ton of Warzone. But a good ass time. Uh, we're going to talk about the PS5 details that were released uh, again on Wednesday. That's the the day of the week that all the shit gets released. The day after the podcast gets released, and uh, we'll also touch on Animal Crossing: New Horizons to see what that's all about. And hopefully Cole will join us maybe even midway through the podcast, and uh, we'll pick it up here. Uh, we have our live uh, podcast available to everybody who's a Patreon, and uh, Omega's online, but he's not in the actual podcast live podcast channel. Uh, you can also chat with us uh, in our Patreon chat while we're uh, recording as well, and we can uh, directly answer your guys' questions. It's a good-ass time, so, uh, alright. Anyways, Doom Eternal, PS5, Animal Crossing, coming up, right now. Alright, uh, visit our website at videogamesnow.ca to find all of our content, including our YouTube videos, social media links, and the gaming news covered on the podcast. After the show, please leave a review on whatever the whatever you're listening to on to us on uh, to help spread the word about our Gaming Word of the Week this week, which is uh, an old school one. Uh, anyone who's, like, not 10 and above should know what this one is. Wrapped. Uh, I'm sure you guys remember this in the schoolyard. Be like, hey, have you played... Hey, you Pikachu! Like, yeah, I wrapped it. It's, it's no, it's done. It's done. Uh, so yeah, wrapped is uh, 100% completed a game, which was not hard to do back in the day because <laughs> they weren't that big. There wasn't a lot to do. Uh, I actually remember playing Banjo Kazooie uh, last year. I want to say for the first time, I think I played Banjo Kazooie, but I didn't like own it. I didn't own the game, so I played it fully for the first time. And it did not take a long time to, to quote-unquote, wrap a level. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's a good-ass time to wrap games. But not anymore, it's just, it's, it's such a grind. And, uh, anyways, have you compared, have, 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 I can't talk without my, my buddy Cole here. Have you considered becoming a Video Games Now Patreon? As a Patreon, you get access to the podcast episodes one day earlier than everyone else, as well as discount on VGN swag, exclusive stories, and you can listen to the podcast live on Discord as we record it and chat with us, like I said earlier. So speaking of wrapping stuff, uh, I've been getting right into Doom, Doom Eternal, which has uh, a good chunk of collectibles on each level, and it, it is possible to get them all in the first go, so I've been kind of taking my time playing all the levels and trying to get all the collectibles, but it takes me about an hour per level. So these are long levels, uh, and I think what makes them long is because I'm actually going for all these collectibles. So you got toys, you got records, you got cheats you can find, um, you got, uh, what else? Uh, you can find 
fit ways to upgrade your suit, your ways to upgrade uh, ruins that you have. Like, yeah, there's a ton of collectibles in this. It's it's great. And the level I just beat last night had 23 different collectibles in it. So that's a lot. <laughs> um, and the game actually rewards you with more stuff if you find all the collectibles in the game. Or in the level, rather. So it's, it's challenging you to complete the game. All right, let's check out uh, Doom Eternal. So... So far, it feels really, really good. Um, I played some of the online, and I played uh, the campaign. Campaign feels so good. Uh, it makes you feel like an absolute badass. It's got some bitchin' fucking soundtrack to go with it. It's like some heavy metal while you're fighting, just to make you feel even more badass. Um, yeah, it's it takes a little bit to get used to the controls again, because it's odd, and it's not like a traditional shooter. It's a, it's a very heavy running gunner. If you're not running, you're dying. Essentially. So, don't do that. Uh, so I'm on The Verge right now, uh, on their review, and I'll kind of chime in with my, uh, my say on it. No one expected the 2016 reboot of Doom to be good, let alone the incredible blast of demon-crunching action it turned out to be. Doom 2016 achieved a wonderful thing. It was a very- it was very dumb, but also extremely smart. While its story was non-existent and aesthetic was ripped from the walls of the teenage metalhead, the combat was fast-paced, pitch-perfect blend of thoughtful mechanics that never got old. For the sequel, ID Software had the strongest of bases to work from. The studio could have easily done what it did for the original game sequel, Doom 2 Hell on Earth, and essentially just cranked out a bunch of new levels. Instead, Doom Eternal dra dramatically expanded the scope of Doom, jacking up the action in all directions. The result uh, is a game that is impossibly extra and not always the uh, for the better. But in most ways, Doom Eternal is glorious, hilarious delight. Go away, restart to get the latest update, asshole. Fucking adding audio to my podcast that I don't want. Anyways. Yeah, so the first game, or I'm sorry, the first level... Um, I remember some dudes were playing it, and I, I think I was reading it on this podcast, actually. These, these guys were kind of tearing it apart because they were like, oh, it's not challenging enough. Like, the puzzles aren't challenging enough. Uh, but it's it's fun. Like, it's, it's a lot of fun. Even when I'm doing the battles and getting my ass handed to me, I'm having fun. Like, it's... You just feel like a super badass. So, um... But you have to manage, so for those who haven't played Doom yet, you have to manage uh, four things. You have to manage your ammo, which which runs out really, really often. Uh, and the way you can replenish that is you have a chainsaw, and it'll charge up one, there's three fuel cells in your chainsaw, and the, if you're completely out, it'll charge up the first one, but it'll take, you know, a, a minute or so to charge it up. Um, but you just chainsaw a demon in half, and that's how you get ammo. Uh, the next thing you gotta manage, obviously, is your health, and then your armor. So for health, just by uh, killing demons, they drop a little bit of health. But to get the most health, you'll do what's called a glory kill. Bradley was talking about it on a previous podcast. Um, so you'll damage them down to the point of like critical health, and then they'll start flashing like orange and blue, and kind of be in a staggered state. And then you just go up and melee them, and you perform a glory kill. So like one demon, you'll literally rip his spine right out of his freaking body, and like, it's... They're gruelly, gruelly kills. Like, it, it's so satisfying to watch, even now. Like, I've done a thousand of them. Um, armor, you gotta manage as well. Um, so you'll have, uh, Flame Belch, it's called. So you'll shoot, flame, like, a flamethrower, a quick flamethrower at an enemy, and then while they're on fire, they'll drop armor, and then if you kill them, they'll drop the maximum amount armor. So, uh, that's a quick way to top up your shield. And then the last thing, which is new to this game, is called a blood punch. I remember looking at, um, I was upgrading my health or something, and it's like, uh, when your health's max, it'll, uh, health pickup will contribute a blood punch, and I kept thinking, like, what the fuck is blood punch? What is that? Uh, well, let me tell you, it's some badassery, is what it is. Um, so, by performing a glory kill, you're contributing to this blood punch, and after you get two glory kills, your blood punch will be available, and it's just this OP fucking punch that just comes in, and, uh, uh, uh Hana, finally, uh, who's Cole's wife, just got back to me. Copy, I'll see what I can do. Yeah, Alright, good luck. Anyways, um, yeah, so it's this OP punch that literally obliterates all the fucking Doom dudes around you. Like, you'll punch somebody and you'll just see blood splatter everywhere and everybody around you will have died. Um, 
it's great and it breaks through armor too so if you're facing like uh i don't know if you guys know the pinky um enemies it's like those dinosaur looking things that charge straight at you and you have to jump out of the way and shoot their tail so if that thing charges me and i blood punch it it like insta kills it it's freaking so badass so that's a good thing to have in your back pocket if you're gonna get if you're getting fucked um because uh it's uh it happens in this game where you'll get caught on set dressing, or you'll get caught in a corner and you're just getting fucking ganged fucked by a bunch of hell doom dudes. I don't know what they're actually called. Demons, I guess. We'll call them demons. Um, so yeah, then if I'm cornered by like four of them and they're just peppering me, I'll just blood punch them and they'll die. And I'll get a bunch of health and I'm safe. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a good-ass time. Um, okay, so I'm just gonna continue the article here on The Verge. This frees up Doom Eternal to offer more kinetic, exciting experience as soon as you see the title screen fade out. The level design is far more open, diverse, and vertical than in Doom 2016. The survival is about aerobatics as much as it is headshots. There aren't many first-person shooters that show such a creative approach to moving through space. Doom Eternal is frequently re reminiscent of Titanfall 2 in, all, in its almost Nintendo-esque lack of restraint when it comes to constructing elaborate, dangerous environments. Sometimes you'll literally see spinning fire bar bars straight out of Super Mario Bros. Yeah, I totally... I said the same thing. I'm like, man, I've been training my whole life for this. Um, but he brings up a good point. The, the dynamics of your movement are probably one of the best part about this game. So you have uh, a double jump, so you can jump and then jump again in the air. And then you also have um, a dash attack. Or not attack, just a dash. So you can dash twice in midair. And it takes... It, it'll, it goes quite far. So your mobility in a fight, especially to avoid... If you're getting... If you're surrounded by demons and you're going to get fucked. You can just jump and then dash out of there. And then you're basically out of danger for the time being. Because you have dashed so far. Um, not only that... Um, even though you can dash quite far, you still have to manage when you do your double jump and when you do your dashes uh, in order to maximize how far you go. So there's a lot of different platforming elements to this game as well where you have to actually manage that. So that's actually quite interesting about this game. I actually really like it, and I'm having a lot of fun playing this game, not going to lie. Alright, so uh, I'll get into the multiplayer in a little bit. Um, yeah, I'm trying not to spoil this game, but... Uh, yeah, this game taunts you the whole time. Like you're you're go the first bit of the game you're going after hell priests. The first the first thing of the game is like you literally behead a hell priest, take the, take his um, decapitated head to the other hell priest and throw it in front of them and go, "You guys are next." Like you just f oh fuck, super badass. Uh, sounds like Cole is gonna join us. I'm super excited. Uh, see, that's that's Cole's weak point. You just gotta get his wife on board, and she'll be like, okay, she'll help you out. It's gonna be good. So everyone needs to taunt Cole, um, for, uh, being late to the podcast. Alright, so just continuing on here, we'll keep talking until Cole joins us. And, uh, I'll keep checking Skype to make sure he's, uh, he's gonna actually join us here. Uh, this extends to the combat areas, which benefit from the expanded focus on movement. You'll find, uh, you'll often find yourself, say, swinging from a bar to avoid an energy blast from an enemy before shooting them on the way down and gorily dispatching them with one of their own limbs in the space of a second or two. That's such a thing, or er, that such a thing is even possible as the result of Doom Eternal's unique system-driven combat system, which is the most, which is mostly unchanged from its predecessor. Yeah, I mean, why change it? It worked in the original. It was rock solid. Doom's combat is like the video game equivalent of an expertly cooked uh, Wagyu burger. You can appreciate the incredible artistry and beautiful marbling if you look closely, or you can just chow the hell down. Uh, here's how it all works. You have guns, obviously, and you can use them to kill scary monsters, but if you have the right, do the right amount of damage before sending them back to the underworld, they'll stagger back and glow orange, opening a door for you to perform a gruesome finishing move and restore some health at the same time. Uh, your chainsaw, meanwhile, is a one-button option that can be used to carve enemies apart and gain some more ammo, and the only catch is that you need to find gas to keep the tank full. You also have a flamethrower that can toast enemies and bestow you with armor, but that ability resets on the timer. So, uh, there's one new ability in this game, uh, and that is the Ice Bomb. So, uh, just quickly check it, escape. Um, so, you have a frag grenade, so that comes in handy when you're, uh, in a pinch. I think my most used gun 
Oh god, that's actually tough, because I actually use all the guns. I use every single one of them. The plasma gun is really good for just kind of mowing down multiple enemies that are, like, weaker enemies, so I can just quickly get some health. Um, I'm using my assault rifle, which is an automatic rifle, but you can get a uh, power, um, I call it a power-up, but I don't really, I can't remember what it's actually called. Um, so you can upgrade, uh, oh, a mod, that's what it's called. So you can upgrade these mods uh, to have your gun do specific things. So I have precision on there. So by holding left trigger, you can activate the mod, and then by pushing up on the D-pad, you can switch your mods if you have two of them. Um, so the, the other one on the assault rifle is like a mini missile launcher or some bullshit, which I never use. I only use the precision, because uh, you can actually target the weak points on all these enemies. So like a mancubus, which is a giant fat fucking demon looking thing with two giant like Samus Aran looking cannons on both arms. And if you get too close, they'll just flamethrower the shit out of you. So you can shoot these off his arms with these with this precision uh, gun. So you just zoom in, shoot it, and then it takes a second to reload, and then you shoot the other one, and then there goes his flamethrower. So he's a little bit less of a hazard. But when you're fighting four of them, like, fuck, it's tough. It's tough to even shoot off one of those because you're just getting wrecked from both sides. Um... But, uh, yeah, so I use the AR quite a bit, uh, and then even when it's in assault mode, that three shots will usually, de uh, let me perform a glory kill on weaker enemies, and then I can get some health. Um, the shotgun I use a lot, the sticky bomb mod I use on it, um, cause that, that can damage some, uh, there's an arachnatron, I think it's called, it's like a big spider-looking thing with a fucking, or a scorpion-looking thing with the, its tail is a cannon, so you can shoot a sticky bomb at it and blow it up. Yeah, it's, it gives you a lot of options to actually, like, get rid of all these enemies in different ways. So, it's not... It, it feels fresh every time as you're taking it on. So, uh, Cole's getting ready, eh? Alright. Well, I'll keep talking about Doom, because I don't think Cole's actually played Doom. And then we're going to move on to PS5, but uh, anyways, continuing on here. So, um, I'll get into the Ice Punch, which is what The Verge is getting into now. Doom's, Doom Eternal's new additions include an Ice Bomb that freezes enemies in place and a Blood Punch attack that breaks through armor. But the basic flow feels more, more or less the same. Battles will typically see you use most of your abilities in a perpetual whirlwind of resource management, killing enemies in a certain way depending on what they're weak to, which color they're growing, or glowing, and, which, and what you're running low on at the heat of the moment. At its best, Doom Eternal feels like Guitar Hero. You enter the zone and do what needs to be done with, with almost without thinking. Yeah, that's true. See, I actually, I was, uh, I can't remember where I said this before. Um, with Doom, or actually, sorry, with other FPSs, I will often fixate on stuff and forget all the options I have. So, like, for example, on Call of Duty, I will see an enemy who doesn't see me, and then I'll mount my gun and I'll fucking sit there and I'll wait for him to pop out. Whereas... I could be using, I could I could be doing something else, um, such as like flanking him, or rushing him, or using like a flashbang, or using a grenade, or like all these other options are available to me. But I just kind of fixating on something so that uh, uh, I get a kill as soon as he pops out, and then now I'm I'm just disregarding everything else around me and all the other equipment I have. Whereas in Doom, that's not really an option you basically <laughs> know you have everything available to you and then you're like oh my god a clump of enemies i better grenade them or um i'm running low on ammo so next guy that jumps out i'm fucking chainsawing them uh like it's just it's second nature it's it's great uh it feels really good when you're in the game for sure uh, going back to The Verge, speaking of guitars, Doom Eternal's soundtrack is pitch perfect. Australian composer Mick Gordon has returned to deliver another original score, which continues to be metal as hell, and perfectly suits the Doom's aesthetic. Gordon's work is intense and original, blending industrial sounds with deep bassy grooves that serve as a pulsating backdrop to the de demonic action. It, it's perhaps the most acute example of how well I'd handle the tone of, and vibe of, of the new Doom games. Doom has always had cool music, but it would have been the easiest thing in the world to recreate the early game's famous meaty jams with butt rock guitars and set. Uh, instead, Gordon uh, has carved out an icono, icono, iconolastic sound. Okay, that was a tough word that didn't really make sense to me. People will come to identify with Doom just as much as the 90s soundtrack. So like I said before, this soundtrack makes you sound like a fucking badass. Or makes you feel like a badass, rather. So, yeah, it's a good-ass time. Good-ass uh, time. 
Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Who dis? Hacking in. You remember who dis? Hacking into the systems, baby. You oh. thought I wasn't here? Yeah. I, I was thought... listening to you this whole time. All right, then. Uh, super excited. Meditating. Waiting. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome. Oh. Welcome to the podcast, Cole. And <laughs> we're talking about Doom Eternal uh, PS5 shit. And I, I want to say PS4 every time I see that. And uh, Dog Go Away. And uh, Animal Crossing. So I'm, I'm hoping you're super knowledgeable about those titles. Oh, you better believe I am. Done so much research. No, I'm not knowledgeable. But I I will be. Don't you worry. <laughs> I got right. my textbook open right now. Cool. Uh, gaming Order of the Week this week was Wrapped. Wrapped wrapped um is that like when you go to the store and you buy um the special edition of something no they, they wrap it up for you no no it's when you went to the schoolyard and you said how do you do you have you played hey you pikachu and then someone says yeah i wrapped it oh my god that's terrible <laughs> you don't remember that <laughs> no i don't remember that oh man that was uh that was wrapped it, it means you're finished means you 100 percent complete it yeah mm. so with a little bow on top. I'm kind of shocked you haven't heard about heard that. Maybe that was just a PG term. Yeah, well, I mean, I working in film, wrapped means you're all finished something. So, but I was like, there's no way it could mean the same thing. I was like, it has to mean something a little different. But yeah. I should have went with my my work instinct, but it betrayed me. It betrayed me. And it, coming up with our own um, video game terminology, hopefully one day. It'll it'll be in circulation. It could be like, oh, I came up with that. Well, I mean, yeah, totally. Yeah, it's all about the it's all about the fame and the fortune. Yeah. Okay. So just going back to the Verge's uh, article here, uh, Doom Eternal's combat is incredible, but I couldn't play it for hours on end. So I appreciate the attempt in breaking things up a bit. So uh, yeah, I agree. Um, it take like I said before, it takes about an hour to complete a level. Um. And yeah, after is there that, checkpoints or saves between the level, or do you oh, have to yeah. sit down and dedicate an hour to it? No. Well, um, you, yeah, there's checkpoints and saves throughout the level. What I really like about Doom is it'll save before every demon encounter, but you have to beat the entire demon encounter in one go. You can't fucking half-ass it um, mm. and and get a random checkpoint halfway through. Like you have to beat the whole encounter in one go. Are demon encounters new to this one, or are they? No, no, no. The, like it's it's the standard thing of the game, mm. but uh, so oh fuck. And there's so I was saying at the beginning of the podcast, there's a lot of collectibles in the in the uh, game. Yeah. Uh, so one of them is you have to go through and you have to find uh, demon trials or demon gates, uh, or sorry, mm -hmm. slayer gates. And these, especially in the beginning of the game when you're underpowered, it, are fucking hard. They're super hard, but you have to beat it all in one go. Um, and it's just it's just amazing. Um, I can you go back and do it, or is it something yes. you have to do? No, you yeah. can go back and do it. And it, it actually, I was dying so much on the first Slayer Gate that it's like, don't be afraid to like leave and come back. I'm like, nah, I'm doing it now, and I fucking ended up beating it. But fuck, it was tough. Good. That's why I always do that. Just the trial and error, trial and error. Eventually, you're gonna get it. And every time you go into it, you're like, this is the time, this is the time I'm going to, and then you lose, and you're like, this is the time I'm going to get it, and then you lose. Yeah, I kept, finally. I kept dying to, like, being getting stuck on set dressing or getting stuck on something stupid. Um, so, it wasn't, I wasn't dying. guys, like, if there was a couch there, I would just bust through it. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, Doom's great. Uh, now I'm going to talk about the multiplayer, which I kind of didn't like, to be honest. Mm. Um... So, the multiplayer is one person plays as the Slayer, and two people play as demons. And they can be whatever high-class demon from the game. Um, so, obviously the Slayer needs to try to kill the two demon players. And he has, this, he has the best mobility, etc., etc., uh, compared to the demons. But the demons... I played as the demons, and I actually really hated it. I couldn't stand it. Um, it doesn't give you a tutorial on how to play as each demon, or it doesn't tell you the controls, really. Um, so you have to play like five games to like figure out how to play as one specific demon, but there's uh, I think there's seven different demons you can play as um, That was super annoying and I had more more fun playing as the Slayer personally But the Slayer is at a huge disadvantage because if uh, In like in the main game you can run out of ammo or get low on health or armor or whatever And you got to use those uh, arsenals that you have to get all that stuff back But the demons have an ability where they can loot block you so if you 
for example, if you're out of if you're completely out of ammo and you have to use your chainsaw to cut up a demon to get some ammo, they can loot block you as soon as you do that, so you can't collect any of the loot, and then it all disappears, and you have now you have no chainsaw gas and you have no ammo, so you're at a huge disadvantage now. So it's like that's kind of bullshit. Yeah, any any game developers listening out there, don't make modes where. Players have to be the bad guys and player has to be the good guys because nobody likes it. Everybody wants to play together unless it's completely focused on that, like a game like, um, what was a game where one person's the monster and everybody else is the hunter that failed miserably? Mm, I don't remember that one. You don't remember that one? That was like, you. oh, Evolve. Evolve. That's what it was. Yeah, I didn't play that. No, nobody played that. It, it flopped so hard. But like, nobody likes this game mode. Like, the second I see, like, Oh, two players have to pick the bad guys and one person gets to be the good guy. Like, there's nobody asks for that. Nobody's like, oh, I wish me and my friend could both be a demon and you could kick our asses. You know, it's not it's not a fun game mode. Nobody likes it. And they keep doing it all the time and it always flops. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how else you could do multiplayer for Doom, though. Well, then don't do multiplayer for Doom. It's a single player game. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, then yeah, just leave it the way it is. Yeah, my internet went out yesterday, um, mm -hmm. and I'm like, good thing I got Doom. Single player. Single player, baby. Like, yeah. I mean, it's okay to have single player games. Don't shoehorn in a shitty multiplayer, you know? Yeah. But it would kind of be fun to do, like, um, uh, what's it called? Like, uh, GoldenEye, um, you know, 1v1v1v1, like the the four player four player free for all yeah yeah that would be fun just like uh keep it simple Speak I'd, be, I'd be down for that speaking of james bond i was actually thinking of a mode j just earlier when you were bitching about these modes there's a mm -hmm. mode i played in um uh james bond quantum of solace the actual game oh yeah yeah where one person's james bond and everybody else is the bad guy and mm -hmm. and you you as james bond you have a bit more health um, yep. But you go around and you try to kill all the bad guys as James Bond, and then whoever mm. kills James Bond becomes James Bond. That's like, yeah, I feel like see that's that's even that's fine as long as I don't know. I feel like they keep missing the mark with these. Some people being bad guys, one person being the good guy in the map kind of levels. Yeah, I, um, there's a mode in Halo called Juggernaut, which I've only played actually once, but I had a fucking mm. blast playing it. Um, but J Halo is like a multiplayer-based game, you know. Like it, it has a bunch of multiplayer uh, modes. It's, it's designed for. I would disagree. I think it has. It was built for its so, uh, single player, but the multiplayer took off. So it has two kind of two kind of sides to it. Um, whereas okay, with yeah, like, I, I, yeah, I guess you, that's yeah. Whereas that's with like argument. Call of Duty, they started with the campaign, but the multiplayer took off way more than the campaign did. So the so when they're making Call of Duty games, they're kind of focusing more on the multiplayer side of it versus the campaign side of it. I think it's so funny. With I would always play the whole campaign before playing multiplayer in Call yeah. of Duty. I'd always be like, okay, I'm gonna beat the campaign and then I'll play multiplayer. Yeah. And everybody would always be like, oh, the the campaign sucks so much and da, 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 and I would always beat it. And on this this Call of Duty, the new one, Modern Warfare, yeah. I hated the campaign. I played like five minutes of the first level and I was so bored. And this is the one where everybody's like, oh, the campaign's really good. You should play the campaign. It's the first time that I'm I'm flipped the roles. Really? Yeah. Everybody talks about how good the campaign was, and I played it for like five seconds, and I was just so, like, oh, I was so bored. I what, did not like it. What made you bored about it? I don't understand. Well, I, I played multiplayer first, and like in multiplayer, obviously, the people you're fighting against are thinking, you know, strategizing. Um, um, I guess enemies that you're fighting against, and then the second I dropped into multiplayer, it was just like the. There's 200 guys who just kind of like they run and they stand somewhere and you, you know what I mean? Just like that, that awkward CPU. Um, like I didn't feel like I was fighting against. I th felt like I was in a machine and I was just like I doing see. steps in the machine rather than actually playing against something that was organic. I see. That makes mm -hmm. sense. Um, yeah. I just played the campaign for a second time and beat it on veteran, which I've never beat a Call of Duty on veteran before. Oh, I've oh, I've beat every single Call of Duty on Veteran. I think that's what it was, is this Veteran was, like, really hard. Like, I was playing it, and I was just dying a bunch. And I used to be able to take that grind, like, when I was younger. Even when I was, like, you know, when I was, like, 
15, 16, I could die a hundred times in Call of Duty and just get back up and keep going. And I kept dying, and I was like, I'm not into this. Uh, for me, um, I hated, with a capital fucking H, the campaign <laughs> on World War II. I fucking oh, yeah, couldn't I... stand it. Because it didn't feel like... It didn't feel fair at all. Like, you would, you would see your squad and another enemy, like, fighting each other fucking four oh, feet away yeah. from each other and just shooting at each other and missing every single shot and then you poke your head up from cover and you fucking get domed immediately and you're dead and you're like what the fuck yeah what? I made it to the train level there's a level where you have to catch this train you yeah. drive this car and you crash the car and you gotta get on this train yeah. and that's as far as I made it like there is no checkpoint from you getting out of your car to fighting through about three cornfields through a barn getting onto the train getting off the train and then racing a car behind the train there was no checkpoint to that and i made it to like almost the end and i i took a wrong turn in the car section and it started me all the way back at the end of the cornfield and i was like i'm done yeah that, not, I, not anymore that happened to me too and i remember fucking rage quitting at that moment too but yeah. uh this campaign doesn't have that i'm over totally switching gears to call of duty but yeah this campaign doesn't have that it's um it feels fair like so it'll give you um three options onto where to go like you can even go down the middle or left or right and mm -hmm. if you ch you'll choose one of those so if you go left your squad will fill in the negative space they'll go middle and le and right and they'll actually mm. kill all the people in those rooms if you kill all the people in your rooms oh that's cool so you can you can shake it up with options but you're also not getting punished for picking the wrong option yeah exactly that's cool does doom do that uh doom you're <laughs> you don't have any any cpus in doom <laughs> Well, they're all enemy. They're all dudes. They're all demon dudes. Mm. Um, they, the way they make it difficult in Doom is they'll have a combination of different demons that mm. are, will fuck you up so hard. Um, so then you have to basically exploit their weaknesses. Like so, for example, the man Cubus is um, the big fat dude with the fucking Samus looking arms that I was talking about earlier. Yeah, I actually have a picture of him right in front of me right now. Yeah, so. The man Cubus are super powerful, but they're really slow. Mm. Um, and the guy in the picture we're looking at—that's a hell, a hell, something hell, hell man, helps hell demon. I don't fucking know. But uh, it's—he's super, super fast, and he like jumps up in the air and then slams the ground and does like uh, AOE damage. Mm -hmm. But but since he's really, really fast, what I'll do in this situation is I'll draw him away from the man Cubus, who still has ranged attacks, and then I'll get him in a corner. And I'll use my super shotgun, which will kill him in fucking four shots. Is it called the super shotgun? It's called the super shotgun, and it's oh, super bitching. Funny. Yeah. Um, and then after he's dead, I'll get out my precision AR, and I'll shoot off his fucking Samus Aran cannons. Yeah. Um, and then he's basically immobilized, and I'll just fucking rocket launcher him until he explodes. Nice. Yeah. Fucking savage. Um, is, um, is Doom a full price game? Yes. Yes, it is. Is it a full size game? I heard that the, oh, yeah. the first one was a little small, no? Yeah. Uh, the first one took me about 10 hours to beat. I think there was 10 levels. Okay. Um, this one's longer than that. Um, I don't know exactly how long, but I remember one of the developers said that it's it's definitely longer than the 2016 Doom. Okay, cool. So. All right. Uh, I think that's it for Doom. Why don't we move over to the PS5 uh, shit that was announced on Wednesday. Hmm. So, I'm on the PlayStation blog right now. Um... So we know that they got a picture of Doom at the top of the PlayStation block. Fitting. Oh, they do. Yeah, look at that. Segway. Uh, we know that fans are excited to find out more about the next generation console, the PlayStation 5, and exactly how it will bring about the future of gaming. Today, we're proud to unveil the more details behind the technical and hardware components that make the PlayStation 5 such an innovative and powerful platform. The ultra-high-speed, solid-state drive, and in, in, uh, integrated custom uh, in-and-out system, Custom uh, AMD GPU with ray tracing and highly immersive 3D audio. With these capabilities, the PS5 will allow developers to maximize their creativity, building expansive worlds and new play experiences in the games of the design. Uh, okay, so that uh, I, the presentation was presented by Mark Kearney, the lead system architect for the PS5. And Oh, Mark. Oh, Mark. Um, honestly, I kind of don't give a fuck about... Oh, okay, actually, sidebar, sidebar. So... I watch, uh, there's a YouTube, YouTube channel where someone got hands-on um, with the uh, Xbox uh, series. I Project saw S. the the thumb take for that. 
Yeah. yeah so he, he's. I opened the video. I started watching it. He's like, I'm gonna show you guys. And he started going through all the fucking shit we already knew. All those tech technical specifications that no one actually gives a fuck about. They just want to see the console in action. Yeah. So what's he do? First game he puts in. Okay, I'm gonna show off the how powerful the console is with Minecraft. It's like, dude. Like, not 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 pissing on Minecraft, but dude, you want to show us how powerful the console is? Why the fuck did you choose the most pixelated fucking game in existence? Yeah, and it's hard to show how big Minecraft is. It takes a long time. Like, you can make the massive worlds and everything, but, like, you, it's hard to show that off unless you are in full... Uh, what's the word? Um, uh, why can't I think of the word? When you get to, like, fly around and do whatever you want, like, open full world. creative mode. Yeah, open world, but, like, you get to, like, fly around at full speed and just get to see how massive it actually is. Right. I'm kind of curious to see... I'm going to open up that video just on my own and see how he shows it off. But yeah, carry on. Well, as soon as he said, oh, I'm going to show you, uh, show off the how powerful the system is with Minecraft, I fucking stopped the video right there. I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. Why would you not show, like, Dark Souls or uh, another fucking game that has uh, high-quality graphics and then do a side-by-side -side comparison? Yeah. Oh, man, that's loud. Oh, there we go. So, anyways, uh, so that, that was just my little annoyance with it. But yeah, no... You know, sure. No, it, it, as soon as the console's actually uh, shown off, everyone's going to forget all the technical specs. No one gives a fuck. Yeah. Nerds, you guys don't know technical specs? Oh, he's showing Gears of War. So, here, so uh, I did watch the video, and what they talked about was the uh, hard drive. So, the hard drive is going to be eight, 825 gigabytes. It's going to have mm -hmm. a 5.5 gigabyte per second read bandwidth, which is huge. So you'll, your games are going to insta-load, essentially. But um, they were talking about they still have to test which external hard drives are compatible with the PS5. And if you have an external hard drive, it's going to drastically increase the load times because it's not going to have a 5.5 gigabyte per second read. It'll have, like, maybe, maybe a gigabyte a second. Hmm. Interesting. So... Uh, well, if you have USB 3, it might be... Yeah, it might be a gigabyte a second, but it might be less. So, yeah, it'll really increase load times. <laughs> Crazy. And a lot. I think... I, I mean, a lot of people have external uh, hard drives as well, so... Yeah, well, they have... I have a 2 terabyte one for my Xbox, but funny enough, that actually loads faster than the internal hard drive. Oh, yeah? Well, yeah, because the internal hard drive has a... Uh, I can't remember what it is, but it's like a USB two type connection. It's not a U it's not a USB connection, but like that's the type of speed. But my external is a three point uh, USB three, so it's got a faster um, transfer rate. Mm. So suck on that, Sony. Just kidding. Um, but eight hundred and twenty five gigabytes is quite a bit. Like I think before it was only five hundred. So you're just gonna have to manage your games a bit better, like. Just have the three that you play all the time on your console and then just archive the rest. Yeah, that's something that I struggled with, like, moving from the Xbox 360 age to the Xbox One and now moving on, like, just trying to figure out... Even um, going from buying everything on disc to using Steam or using um, any of the other game archivers, just trying to figure out how to do that and taking up a bunch of space. Like, I keep having to delete games out of my, my Steam to make room for different things and it's definitely a new interesting challenge to to face yeah but the one thing i like about the switch is if you buy the hard copy you just put it in and you're playing immediately yeah oh yeah where just, that i miss that the most i really do miss that like i hate coming home like the drive home when you bought a new game when you're a kid was like the most stressful thing because you're like I, I just want to get home and play my fucking game like right fucking now yeah, like the GameCube era where you just plug it in and go, but yeah. when you're on Xbox, you're just like, I gotta, I gotta download a yeah. massive update. But, so that's kind of why I've started going digital now, is because I can pre-download it, and it just won't launch it until the actual launch date. Mm -hmm. And then you just come home from whatever you're doing, and it's ready to go. Yeah. Bada bing, bada boom. Yeah. Unless you're already at home from coronavirus, then you just gotta... Yeah. Uh, but the uh, Xbox auto-update is fucking broken. I don't know if it's like this for you, but it yeah, just will it not will not auto update fucking anything. No, I'll be like, oh, I'm gonna jump in a COD for a little bit and be like, oh, there's a f massive uh, update just waiting for me. 
Yeah, even though I have auto update turned on in the settings, it just never fucking does it. Yeah, I'm. I have the same. I have the same experience. So, well, they're not going to fix it now. The console's going to be dead in fucking eight months. Yeah, which is nutty. Like, I remember I was waiting to buy my Xbox One because I wanted the Gears 5 edition. So I had to wait an extra, like, X amount of time for that. You know, it's like, I don't know. It's 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 almost like after the launch date of a console, it seems kind of weird. Like, they have, um, you know, when they're releasing new exclusives for, for the console itself, years after it's come out, I'm like, what's the... What's the point you're trying to get a new a new audience in? Yeah. Like it's so I feel like that would be such a limited amount of people who are like, oh, now that they're finally coming out with the Call of Duty Modern Warfare Xbox One, I can finally buy it. You know? That, yeah. I don't get it. Totally. Uh, heading back to PlayStation's blog here, um, they wanted to introduce a new capability with the PS5's custom GPU. Additional GPU power will allow for higher resolution in games, but major new features that benefit the visuals of games even further is ray tracing. Ray tracing simulates the way light moves in real life and how it bounces off various surfaces. Games that take advantage of this feature will render objects much more accurately and with heightened realism. Water, glass, light reflection, and characters' hair and so on will look even more realistic. I know they did a pretty freaking good job on the PS4, honestly. Yeah, and didn't didn't um on Fallout was it Fallout seventy six or was it Fallout four that they said that they were going to have that dynamic lighting, and then it just straight up didn't like didn't work at all. <laughs> it straight up didn't dynamic the shit out of anything. Yeah, I remember there was something. Maybe I think we even talked about that on one of the podcasts when it was when that was coming out, where it was just like they were talking about how the dynamic lighting was going to affect everything, and then we, they showed like pictures of how it just straight up didn't do anything. I wonder if they're actually going to be able to to have the technology to pull it off now. Possibly, because I mean, I think it's something they've been trying to do, but like, yeah, they just it's just not there yet. You know, maybe maybe we're there. No, it's there. Uh, I mean, you can render something like that for film and television, but in this little box, they don't have. It doesn't have the same power. Especially like, if you, like for example, you're you're gonna buy a fucking super powerful PC to do visual effects on. Well, yeah, that's gonna be two thousand dollars. No, mm-hmm. no one in their no one in their right mind is gonna spend two thousand dollars on a console that could fucking do that. Unless it was a console that was gonna be around longer than a year and a half. You know, like if it was something that it was like, <clears throat> this is the console for the next, you know, 20 years and they're not going to come out with a new one, then I mean, even then, I don't think people would. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's not it can't be temporary. Unfortunately, gaming consoles are very temporary. You know, no one. Play, many- no one plays their fucking old consoles like they all have. them, But like, how often do you boot up your like GameCube or use my 64 like never yeah i mean there's an ex- like i think that i i want to play donkey kong 64 again but there is no good like i cannot find it online or anywhere good to good to rip it or pull it so that's the only reason i would boot it back y- up yeah true i don't have that i don't think i have that for 64 you don't have donkey kong 64 do you know what's amazing you go down to your your local um I don't know, nerd store. There's some good like comic book stores that have like a ton of N64 games and full on like Super Nintendo and everything like right near where we live. So we should go hit it up sometime and just look around at some uh, some old school. Yeah, games. Um, I played Donkey Kong 64 on the Wii U Virtual Console. That's the last place I played it as. Wait, on what? The Wii U Virtual Console. Oh, do they have it on the Wii U Virtual Console? Well, if you can fucking still buy it there, yeah crazy but my brother has my wii u so i can't even play it i have my wii u at my parents house maybe i'll go run over there and pick it up all right so um the ps5 will allow games to offer a much deeper sense of immersive uh, immersion through 3d audio visuals are of course imperative to the gaming experience but we believe audio plays a crucial role as well well fucking yeah hey man you can have a game that looks bad and is still fun but you can't have a game that sounds bad and is still fun Yep, totally. The you can sound- have a podcast that looks bad, but no. I mean, yeah, we look bad. Yeah, that's uh, why we only hear our voices and we make sure that audio is lemony fresh. Speaking of look bad, um, so funny story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I uh, so I asked somebody to draw a caricature for Cole. 
<laughs> and uh, I told them uh, we want him to look like a wizard because his gaming ta- gamer tag is Elock the Wizard. Elock the Wizard. And they're like, okay, no problem. So a week later, they send me back up uh, an update on like the drawing that they've done. And it's literally Cole in a stage magician outfit, and he's, like, got a top hat and a fucking, like, magic wand, and, like, I'm shocked that a fucking goose wasn't pulled out of your ass or something, like... Oh, yeah. I was like, where's the rabbit in the hat? Yeah. (laughs) So, that was really funny, and I... So, I asked for revisions, and I'm like, I think you confused a stage magician for a wizard, and I gave her, like, um, uh, option... Or, like, uh, some screenshots from wizards off Google. I'm shocked that it, she didn't Google wizard, to be sure. Yeah. like that, That's I, odd. And, like, I mean, it's kind of a funny... <laughs> it's, it's a hilarious character. Like, I mean, it's not bad, but I just don't like stage magicians. Like, one thing that d- does not... I, I think they're all... I think it takes a lot of sleight of hand and a lot of misdirection, but, like, I, I could care less for any type of magic act or magicians whatsoever not interested in it at all yeah totally so it's kind of funny uh elok the magician elok the magician <laughs> but Get uh your, the final thing looks it uh, looks cool so uh that'll yeah, be like final one. added to our banners and shit on our website <laughs> yeah i'm a little bit over the top compared to you, to you and will yeah I'm like but it's it's good i like it i it's like good. it a lot it's good and then I got, I'm, I'm working on a new intro for uh, our YouTube page. It's going to be sick. But it's going to take a lot of work. Good. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited for you to, to do a lot of work. Do a lot of work on the, all this time off we have. All this time off. Yeah, it seems like it's just going to keep going. Like, every day they're like, oh, it'll take a week. Oh, it'll take two weeks. Oh, it'll take a month. Yeah. Oh, this new 400 deaths in Italy just today. D- wait, sorry. 400 just today? Yeah, they they hit 400 deaths today in Italy. Oh, I thought you meant 400 died today. Oh, I don't know. There was something ridiculous about Italy today. And Trudeau, who's our prime minister, was like, please stay at home for the love of God. Stop going outside. Oh, yeah. The, like, uh, sidebar for the Heineken virus. But, um, yeah, so they're telling everybody, like, oh, stay home, self- self-isolate, practice social distancing or whatever. And then here, here are Vancouverites are fucking at the beach, just chilling out. And the guy's like, "Well, you know, I'm not gonna get sick if I touch sand because like nobody touches the same spot of, uh, of sand." That's what he said on the news, and I felt like fucking strangling him right there. That's ridiculous. Um, and uh, <laughs> but there's two friends outside hanging out, but they're like six feet apart in lawn chairs, just kind of chatting. Oh, that was funny. Uh, the other, the other fucking degenerates that are doing some shit here is uh there's some people in port moody that were that have bought out like all the fucking masks and all the like the face masks all the sanitizer and all the toilet paper that they could and now they're selling it at port uh, port moody park they're like profiteering off this fucking crisis crazy yeah that's yeah that's oh yeah that toilet paper thing is freaking ridiculous so yeah the the mayor is like uh, yeah, we get, we sent bylaw down there. We gave them a huge fine, and like they're looking at charging them criminally because that's not okay. Jo- wow. um, our premier, who's the equivalent of a senator, I guess, um, in the states. But yeah, he's he's like there's a special place in hell for people like that. He literally said that. Wow. Yeah. Um. Anyways, okay, back to back to video games on a video games podcast. Back to video games on a video game podcast. Uh, we wanted to deliver a compelling audio experience for all users, not just those who own high-end speaker systems. So we designed and built a custom engine for 3D audio that is equipped with the power and efficiency to I- for ideal audio rendering. With 3D audio on PS5, the sound you will hear uh, while playing will offer a greater sense of presence and local... Uh, what? Local... Local... Wait, where are you? I, am, I wasn't following along. <laughs> uh, we'll go, go down where the specs are. I'm three paragraphs up in the middle. Oh, okay, sweet. Locality. Locality. I've never heard that word before. Uh, oh, l- presence and locality. Locality. Local itty. Itty, yeah. Locity. 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 Uh, you'll be able to hear raindrops hitting different surfaces all around you. You can hear and precisely locate where your enemies are lurking behind you. That's why I really like my headset that I have, uh, playing COD Warzone. Like, you can hear fucking everything, and you know exactly where they are and when they're coming into the door and everything. So, yeah. 
All right, so this one caused some confusion. This next paragraph caused some confusion with him. Excuse me, I'm, I got the hiccups now. Um, with some PS dudes. Lastly, we're excited to confirm the backwards compatibility features are working well. With recently took a look at the top 100 PS4 titles and ranked them by playtime. Uh, or as ranked by playtime, and we're expecting almost all of them to be playable at launch on PS5. With more than 4,000 games published on PS4, we will continue to test the process and expand backwards compatibility coverage over time. So what they meant by that, and they've clarified this since, is they have to test every individual PS4 game on the PS5 to ensure that it actually works, um, because most uh, PS4 games aren't guaranteed to actually work with a bit more powerful system. Because they were built for the PS4, right? So, mm. so they just started. They just took the top hundred PS4 games in terms of how long people have actually played the game for, because that's the ones that are people are going to pick up the most or play the most on PS5. So that's why they're starting there. Yeah. So, um, I'm sure they'll have a, a list of games that don't work on the PS5 when it comes out. Essentially, I like I I played. Um... Uh, what was it called? Battle for Middle Earth. It's a strategy game set in the Lord of the Rings universe. Yep. And it was one of the best games I ever. Like, I love it. It's so much fun. And I have it for Xbox 360. And when I got my Xbox One, I was like, yes, I'm going to play some uh, Lord of the Rings Battle for Middle Earth. It's like one of the only games that they're like, this game doesn't work. I was so choked. Now it just sits on myself looking at me being like, you got to play me. But I can't. So I hope uh, I hope they do get a lot of games to work backwards compatible yeah and i kind of i kind of was under the impression that it was all going to be it was going to be backwards compatible all the way to the to the ps1 but oh that would be crazy that'd be super crazy but that's probably not happening yeah because even then like like you said they're not meant to be played on uh on these crazy systems so um i don't know if this i don't know enough about the playstation because i've never had one um but i'm wondering if you can if there's like a digital version of older games on the PlayStation Store or something, um, there uh, yeah there is. I'm pretty sure there is. Okay. I have a PlayStation, but I haven't really gone back. I didn't have a PlayStation growing up, so there's not very many nostalgia games that I'm like, oh, I I miss playing this for my PS2. Yeah, I want to play all the big games that everyone like. I've never played The Last of Us because I've never had a PlayStation. Dude, Last of Us is just well. Hmm. Yeah, I w- that's probably going to be the first game I play on uh, PS5 when I get it. That was the first game I played on PS4. I'm also a huge sucker for anything post-apocalyptic. Yeah. I don't know what it is. There's just something that's so fascinating about not even like the collapse of humanity, but it's like the reset. It's like what humanity leaves behind. Like I love just the whole cities that like the wilderness has started to take over again and like what what kind of wildlife comes back or happens from it. Like, it's just so interesting to me. And I think The Last of Us did a really good job of showing that off. So that's why I like it a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, moving on here. So let's go to the poll of the week. So the poll of the leak. Poll of the leak. Last week. Poll of the leak. I'm getting hungry. Yeah. Uh, last week was uh, What's Missing from the Video Games Now podcast. One, other, one person commented and said other. So I'm not sure what that means. It means the whole thing. Switch it up, Rodney. Make yeah. it better. All right, gotta make it better. Make it better. Uh, I'll leave this poll open for the another for another week just to get some more feedback. I shared it on our Facebook page, so I just click on that link and it'll take you to our website, and you can vote on what uh, it's. What are the options? Hang on, let me. Uh, and let me... until you vote on less getting sidetracked, <laughs> I'm just gonna keep derailing the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hang on, I'm just gonna find the uh, the options here, so I'll read them off on the air. Okay, so. Uh, number one, nothing. The podcast is lit. Uh, more guests. Stay on topic more. Per- more personal stories. Bring Will back. I- I'm shocked this person put other versus bringing Will back. This person was not a Will fan. There's yeah. the hard Will fans and the hard Rodney fans. I'm gonna, this one was a Rodney fan. I'm going to add one more and put bring Mark back. Back. Okay. Fuck, we might if, have to. We might have to pay Mark to come back to the podcast. I wish there was like, oh, I guess you'd have to pay for it. If there was other, there should be a like a leave. Why other? Yeah, well, they can leave. Uh, if you choose other, go back. To, uh, go to our Facebook page and let us know what the other means, please. <laughs> please. All right. Uh, so this one's gonna not gonna take too long. This is uh, Animal Crossing. 
So, I've never played Animal Crossing. And that's only because I just have never played Animal Crossing. I don't have anything against it or anything like that. Brittany bought New Leaf when she was trying to, like, fit in with my fucking nerdiness. Yeah. <laughs> um, and failed. Because she's like, I don't play games anymore. Like, I was trying to get her to play Yoshi on Switch. I was trying to get her to, to, get her to play all those kind of, you know, fun nintendo games. Yeah. To get her hooked. But she's not fucking biting. Yeah, Hana's hard to get to bite, too. Like, she's very specific in her in her games, so. Yeah. Well, when Brittany does bite, like, she bought, she was biting on Pokemon Go. Like, she's in. She's fucking all in. Oh, yeah. Same with Hana. She's yeah. playing Pokemon Go like crazy. Uh, what's the other game that Brittany, uh, Clash of Clans. She, well, she, uh, like, I was into Clash of Clans, and she only downloaded it because I had it, and, um, it was a time killer for her on her phone, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, then she, uh, started playing, and she started getting super into it, and now she's, she's still super into it. And then she always asks me random questions occasionally, like, hey, what does this mean? So try to get her into Animal Crossing. Well, she liked Animal Crossing, but... She got kind of frustrated with certain aspects of the game. I can't remember exactly what those were. It was like the, jo- I think it was how much money she got per job or something. She's mm. like this is bullshit. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> I think like all, especially Nintendo, all of these games are full price games. Like all of the Nintendo games are just like the, you got to pay an arm and a leg for it. And right now, everything is getting more expensive. I'm much, much, much more picky on what I get. Yeah. And um, yeah, I don't know if I don't know if Animal Crossing is going to do it for me. Well, I uh, I'm actually going to make a video this week about that, about uh, why games are getting so expensive and mm. all that. So, uh, all right. Anyway, so Animal Crossing, uh, I'm on Polygon right now. What to do on day one in Animal Crossing? Uh, you'll pick up. You'll start by picking your campsite location as well as the campsite location of the other two villagers you'll be handed. Uh, pick carefully because you won't be able to change these locations for a while, and even then, at some significant expense. Uh, once you've played everyone, uh, placed everyone's tents, Tom Nook, the big raccoon in the sweater, will give you some simple objectives, such as collecting tree branches and fruit, finishing that, and head to the party. Feel free to take a nap after this, which is when the real game will start. Cool, so... I love quick tutorials. There's nothing that I cannot stand more than long tutorials. I, I like to figure out the game. So yeah, that sounds just, pretty quick. Like, fuck, we've gotten to the point in the in the in this generation where the games have to tell you how to walk. Like it wasn't fucking obvious. God, yeah, that and it's funny me that off. we've been playing video games for like I've been playing since I was six years old. I've been playing video games for twenty years. I I know how to I know how to do the basic functions of a video game work. Yeah, like. You, yes, please explain your mechanics that are different and specific to the game, but just don't tell me how to fucking walk. That just drives me up the fucking wall. Yeah, and even if it's story-based, get get me to the level base quickly. So that sounds like a pretty decent... Pick up some sticks and some bugs, go to a, go to a party, and put your camp down. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Uh, once you wake up, you'll be playing in real time, meaning it'll be nighttime if it's nighttime where you live. Make sure you speak to all the villagers as you may get some free furniture and recipes for being a friendly neighbor. Wait, 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 wait. How, how sophisticated is this day-night system? It's re- it's one-to-one real-time. No way. Yeah, it was like that's... that in uh, Pokemon. It's, uh, that's how it worked in Pokemon. Really? Oh, yeah. crap. That's that's so funny. I was like, why is it always nighttime? But it's because I always play at night. Yeah. That's so <laughs> funny. It's, I'm playing right now, actually. It's daytime. I'm just getting my, getting my Pokemon level up there. Um, Nook will give you the recipes for flimsy tools. You'll want to make a flimsy fishing rod and a flimsy bug net. Cool. Um, yeah, so... Oh my god, you gotta pay off mortgages in this game? Jesus. <laughs> this it's real like, life now. Yeah. I can't do it in real life, but I can do it uh, in Animal Crossing. I thought this was supposed to be New Horizons, like you just do new shit. Like you just build your fucking house out of wood or something, and then you don't have to pay shit. I don't know. Sticks and mud, but yeah, you got to pay off your your. I, oh well, big goal. So there's a couple of big goals. Big goal one: donate five Fisher bugs to Tom Nook for study. Uh, big goal two is pay off your mortgage. Um, Jesus, Tom Nook will charge you five thousand Nook miles, or nearly fifty thousand bells, which I guess is the currency, for the pleasure of moving to his island. So Tom Nook just owns fucking the island. What a dick! That island is on Smash. You can fight on that island in, in Smash. Can you beat 
uh, Tom what's his Nook? name? Tom Nook's face in for making you pay 5,000 Nook miles. Isn't Nook like a kind of a shady boy? I don't know. Never played Animal Crossing. Well, I think he is. Yeah. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, Nook's Island. Nook's. Alright, big goal number three is increase your inventory space and buy the tool ring. Cool. Uh, big goal number four, harvest resources. So that's that's day number one shit. Uh, anyways, yeah. So that's Animal Crossing. Uh, I can't really comment on it. I'm sorry. I don't I haven't played it. I haven't played any Animal Crossing, and I haven't played the this new one, obviously. And nor has Cole. So if you guys uh, want to let us know how the game is, jump on our Facebook page and just uh, shoot a comment over to let us know how the game is. And we'd love I want to know. Yeah. Um, I uh, posted on the uh, on our Facebook page. Is everybody on lockdown? What are you playing to pass the time? And we've had a couple people comment. Um, <laughs> everyone's getting excited because they're getting—they're finally uh, getting laid off, and they get to do nothing until they, till like a week or two later, when they realize that they have no income coming in. Yeah, it's nice for a week, but in film we get this this downtime off because we literally work twenty hours a day, like I was doing twenty-one hour days on my show. So you kind of make money to have a month off but the second that month runs out then uh things start to get scary yeah okay so people are playing animal crossing uh that's uh thomas thomas huffman's playing animal crossing on the animal crossing switch playing a uh, playing a paradise this crazy in this crazy world see all comments See so wait wait that's another thing too is like buying the animal crossing switch did, did he have a switch before and he just decided to pick up the animal crossing one as well and what do you do just throw out the, the screen and you keep the keep the the nunchucks or the um what are they called the, the um the, the joy cons joy cons yeah i don't know yeah yeah i don't know that's like uh, yeah that's so weird uh francis v is playing assassin's creed odyssey and he's about five months he's about five months late <laughs> five months in i thought you were gonna say five <laughs> months into five my months assassin's in. creed odyssey <laughs> play. i'm only 50 percent way through <laughs> i have got to collect every single feather yep every that, single haystack that would be me oh yeah uh, jeremy 100 jeremy mcbride says he's deep in animal crossing gross but acceptable yep uh brian johnson <laughs> is uh pokemon shield Oh yeah, baby. That's what I'm doing too. Pokemon Shield. Uh, Anil uh, Haroon is playing uh, Outer Worlds. Oh, I actually downloaded Outer Worlds for Xbox. I kept booting it back up and then never actually starting it. Let me know if it's uh, if it's if how good it is. You bet. And uh, Kevin Arnott is playing Red Dead Two. Nice. Another one I haven't played. You played Red Dead though, didn't you? Yeah, I lost interest. Ah. So that's yeah. That's what it is. It is what it is. Anyways, uh, all right, guys. Thanks for listening to the episode of the podcast here. Let us know what you think on our Facebook page. And uh, we got a lot more likes on our Facebook page, a lot more people following. Uh, I was streaming last week, Call of Duty Warzone, and a guy uh, guy I used to go to high school with was like, brah, never knew you played video games. I'm like, fuck. You're like, my life is video games, brah. Yeah. Um, Anyways, (laughs) so, uh, yeah, jump on our social media, join our Discord, uh, join our community. It's a lot of fun. Get uh, in on it. If you've been a part of the community for a long time, consider covering a Patreon. You get to listen to us talk about random shit. So me and Cole are probably going to talk for another three minutes just to just to give the little bonus bit for the Patreons. Because uh, yeah, get, actually, yeah. I've got some stuff I want to talk to you about. That's right. too. It'll be too much to get into it on the podcast. Sorry, everybody. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, if you want to listen to that, join our Patreon, and you'll get free access to uh, bonus content. But then you uh, can hear what I'm going to talk to Roddy about. <laughs> it's all right, pretty guys. cool, actually. It's going to be some cool stuff. All right. Anyways. Thanks a lot, guys, and we'll see you all on the next one. Bye-bye. See ya. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.